You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Hey everyone, this week's episode of Grounds for Discussion is brought to you by Holiday Inn Resort, Orlando Suites, and Water Park, Terror at the Inn. The Mummy's Curse! A long-lost Egyptian crypt has been unearthed. Join the expedition to bring an ancient world of gods and monsters back to life. Will you be able to survive the Mummy's Curse? This Halloween season, bring the family and visit Orlando's newest haunted attraction, Terror at the Inn, The Mummy's Curse. Select nights through October. Visit terroratheinn.com for more details. Ooh, I hope they have coffee too. I hope Brandon Fraser's there too. Oh, it would have been better if he'd gotten his cup of coffee. I think so. I believe they do serve coffee at the uh, Holiday Inn though. Mm, that's my kind of hotel then. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Mm. One, two, three. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld Dan Neary's sight. From my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast the ghouls all came from their humble abodes They get a jolt from my electrodes They did the mash They did the monster mash Monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash They caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash What a beautiful face I have found in this place That is circling all around the sun What a beautiful dream That could flash on the screen In a blink of an eye And be gone from me Soft and sweet Let me hold it close And keep it here with me He did the mash. scary the song uses the same chord Ooh. <laughs> uh, nobody's gonna be expecting that oh you know nope. that vinyl uh not monster mash airplane over the sea or whatever the full title of that album an airplane is. over the sea an airplane over the sea great album but it's kind of become that cliche vinyl album that every millennial owns 
Do you own it? No. Oh, I own it. Oh, you do? <laughs> I do. So you are the cliched millennial. That's me. Hey, hey, it's all right. I would own it too, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It's good. I will one day. One day. One day. And you'll listen to it in an airplane over the sea. I I, I will. I will. That, that I will. That's extremely millennial to do that, <laughs> to bring your record player, probably the briefcase one, and listen to in the airplane over the sea while you're in an airplane over the sea. While drinking coffee and twirling my mustache. Yes. Yes. Don't forget the uh, mustache comb. And should I be wearing a scarf? I'm surprised you aren't. Glasses too, right? How would you see? <laughs> I, I, I'm envisioning this whole thing. It's, 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 quite, it's quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful. Mm, yes. Mm. Mm. Palpable. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. We are a weekly music podcast where we review two, or sometimes one, or maybe even three, Ooh. albums on our show and then we talk about the latest music news and other great music that you should check out all while drinking copious amounts of coffee coffee so we hope you all have a cup of warm joe in your hand right now or cold joe or, or cold, cold joe. brew yeah, that's joe right. that's right i i i guess i was just thinking of regular coffee this time around because it is the season you know? <laughs> it is the season in florida where it's still 93 degrees outside yes a brisk 93 degrees Lovely fall weather here. Although that does not stop me from drinking hot coffee. No, no, it it shouldn't. Nothing should ever stop you from drinking any kind of coffee, sir. However, I do have to say I have not been in the mood for warm coffee for quite some time because I feel like it's only gotten hotter here. Mm. I I didn't think it was possible, but that's just how Florida works. Your sweat has sweat on it. It does. It does. Well, you, 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 you took a snap of um the temperature on your car oh my god it it was 111 degrees in my car i mean granted i do have an all-black car the windows are tinted but still that's still nuts yeah man like i'm 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 glad you're still with us yes me too i I (laughs) could have died from heat stroke my god i rolled the windows down crank the ac up oh yeah i bet hopefully it gets cold nice and quick (sighs) i'm hoping yeah i mean it's one of those kind of seasons where you're you're really over the warm weather. You're just really done with it. You know, speaking of hipsters, I'm you know what I'm jealous of? Hipsters don't sweat. They don't? I mean, how do they wear flannel every time in the year, you know, from summer to winter okay. to fall, but they don't sweat. You don't see people sweating in their, their outfits and attires. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. I, I, I step outside and I start to sweat. <laughs> I put on my shirt, I start to sweat. I like, look I'm, outside, I start to sweat. How am I going to rock my... My medium-sized uh, band tees and black jeans. If I'm just hot and sweaty all the time, I hate it. I I love that. That's your like go-to getup. In fact, I don't think there's been a time where I've hung out with you where you haven't worn a band tee. Probably not. Nothing <laughs> I can think of. Like I'm trying to think back. Your uh, birthday a couple of years ago when we went downtown. Were you wearing a band tee there? No. It might not have been. It might have dressed up a little bit nicer. Well, it's classy. Yeah. It's a birthday affair. Plus, you know, it needed to be something easy in order to have John take it off for you. Oh, God. (laughs) That was not comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I won't embarrass you any further, sir. I I won't do that to you. But before we dive right into the reviews, I must say, your vinyl collection is looking 
quite, quite lovely. lovely. It, it really, really lovely here. It keeps growing and growing, and I probably should stop, but I can't. Can't stop, won't stop. Hey, it's it's a good addiction, right? I counted maybe a couple months ago, four or five months ago, and there was definitely over 200, and wow. I'm sure we're getting close to the threes. You, you you have to be. I I really need to like inventory everything and just like write the, it down to like an Excel sheet and like. <laughs> Those Blu-rays are getting nervous. They 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 know that they got vinyls encroaching on their turf. <laughs> I, I I see a couple of them having knives in their in their hands. There, what's what's going on with that? Knives. <laughs> they're they're ready to protect their land. Oh, protect. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could stack them because the way my so basically for those of you who. Uh, haven't seen my setup here. I have a uh, Calyx unit. From good old Ikea. Good old Ikea. My whole apartment is sponsored by Ikea, probably. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it is. This desk is Ikea. That drawer over there is Ikea. That's Ikea. That's Ikea. Everything's Ikea, pretty much. Mm. But um, the Calyx unit holds at least 200. And then I have like a TV stand that has two glass doors on it that holds at least 100 per cabinet. So wow. I'm getting pretty close. Wow. Actually, by by that standard i'm over 300 so i guess you know whenever my wife complains about how many vinyls i buy i'd be like well at least i don't have as many as adam does (laughs) there you go you can use me as a scapegoat now (laughs) yay no i i wouldn't i wouldn't do that to you buddy i would not dare do that to you i would that 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 would hurt me it would hurt me too that would break my heart i'm sure as much as it would break yours and i would not want that I would not want that at all. Yeah, you. so just looking at what you're displaying right now, mm-hmm. you've got an, an eclectic mix here. So <laughs> you got one of the albums that we're going to talk about today from yep. Kurt Vile's latest album, Bottle It In. Yep. That's going to be the top one there. And then we got Taylor Swift, 1989. That was Carrie's suggestion because... So in the Calyx unit, I started putting records just on the tops of the shelves so you could like, see them and it looked cool. And Carrie's like, I want to look at Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift is first in front. Nice. Yeah. All right. And then we've got Donald Byrd's Fancy Free. Now, I've never heard this album, but I hear it's really good. And I like his other stuff. In fact, I've shared one of his other albums on our Instagram, which if you're not following us on Instagram, do it. Yeah, G4D podcast. Check us out. Be one of the cool kids. And then you've got Towns Van Zandy? Zant? Zandy? Zandy? Zant. Zant. Those and those two records are part of the Vinyl Me Please subscription. Gotcha. So I gotta get some listening on this week. Yeah, you do, buddy. You got you got a good lineup right here. I know. I dig it. I really, really dig it. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I really like about your collection is the fact that it's got such a wide variety to it. Like with me, I feel like my collection has become probably four things really in total. Uh ambient electronic music. Mm-hmm. Old school hip hop. Let's see. Jazz. Uh, jazz. Yep. A lot of jazz. A lot of old school jazz. And then indie music. Yeah. Indie rock. I've got a little bit of everything. Oh, actually, you know what? Make that five. Soundtracks. I oh, a lot soundtracks. Of soundtracks. You know, you know, you, you know me, the, the nerdy guy who listens to soundtracks quite no, a bit. No, I like soundtracks too. I, yeah. have a, I have a couple. I have, I really like, I found at Park Avenue CDs, it was a Beatles record mm-hmm. from A Hard Day's Night, but all the orchestral arrangements from the movie. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds good. I really like that a lot. That does sound pretty good. Mm. I, I'm. You're gonna have to show that to me, buddy. I think you and I are gonna ha- are much overdue for a 
podcast meeting slash listening party. I'm down. All about it. As long as, long as you make some uh, more martinis. Ooh. Dirtier the better. <sighs> I've, been, such a I've dirty been digging boy. them. Oh, yeah. You know me. <laughs> well, what I have here might not be a dirty martini, but it is delicious, and it is coffee, as one half of our podcast is about. So It's in the title. Yeah, so we are drinking out of our beautifully handcrafted mugs from Muddy Pup Pottery. Follow them on Instagram and Etsy. Hold on, you need a little sip. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do, sir. Oh, my God. Okay, so we bought, well, I didn't buy, audience member number six. Our good buddy, Matt. Good. Shout out to Matt. Audience member number six, as we like to call him, inside joke. He went to Key West for a little vacation. And he came back with not one, but two bags of coffee for us. What? I love our fans. Thanks, Matt. This is called Cuban Coffee Queen from Key West. It, we are drinking the Queen's Roast, which is a dark roast. And it is quite, quite tasty. Very tasty indeed. Mm. It's very dark. What does it have? What can we uh, try to... What's the wine sommelier it? <laughs> I taste... Mm, yes, uh, I taste uh, some earthy undertones. Very earthy. Very, <laughs> not very much fruity. It, it definitely tastes like a, tar- a dark roast. Oh yeah, but very, very flavorful dark roast. Mm-hmm. Not, not really bitter either, which is what I like about it too. I think uh, you're really definitely getting a good sense of taste right here. Yeah, it's good. And then if I'm looking at the package right here, this is actually a Cuban coffee. I'm not sure if you said that or not. And mm. it, yeah, it that's, has... probably, that's probably why it tastes very like like coffee. Yeah, there's not a lot of you know a lot of coffee these days, as into chocolate and you know milk and cherries and <laughs> blueberries and blackberry. You know all that. This is very. It is a dark cup of coffee. It's got a, an espresso element to it as well. Like, did I say espresso? Espresso. Espresso yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, some so in it. Mm. I, I, I heard that's what some of the cool kids call it these days. So. I'm, I'm not cool anymore, Adam. Nope. I'm not. I, I haven't been cool for a while. I, I, I like to convince myself otherwise, but I'm definitely, definitely not. Yeah, this is this is good stuff. Really, really good stuff. 100% premium arabica coffee mm. 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 i can't arabica my head around it ah. Ah. I, I, you know i've said it before you are much better at dad jokes than i am oh. what is up with that i don't know i'm man. the actual dad yeah you, you gotta teach me your ways just take everything and make it a pun okay all right let's see if i can do that by the end of the show okay I, I, I will i will do my best Put on your dad's spectacles and see <laughs> things from my eyes. Needless human. <laughs> Childless human. <laughs> oh, man. Good, mm. good stuff. All right. So before I really, really just get lost in this coffee, why don't we get lost in some music reviews? Ooh. And first up, we have the latest album from Kurt Vile titled Bottle It In. That's right, John. Kurt Vile is back for his seventh album as a solo artist um kurt vile is a very famous indie sing indie folk think hipster neil young i think that's the best way to describe that's pretty accurate approach to music and he is back after his previous album um believe i'm going down which came out three years ago 
He did a solo album as well with Courtney Barnett called Lot of Sea Lice last year, which I really, really liked. Very chill. It's a good br- Sunday brunch album. Kind Sunday just, brunch album. Yeah, hmm. that's kind of the best way to describe it. Very chill, atmospheric, just kind of relaxing and just taking it all in, you know. I think I listened Sunday to a day. couple of tracks off that, and that's probably the extent of what I know about Kurt Vile. Yeah. So you haven't listened to any of his other stuff before? No, not really. I mean, I'm sure I've heard songs here and there at random yeah. mixes and whatnot, but you are way more familiar with him than I am. So I think we're going to have some interesting opinions here. Yeah, and I, I've seen him live. I saw him at The Social. Oh, yeah? Two years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really good. And he's coming back around, right? Yeah, Social Show was sold out, and we are going in, was it March 12th at the Beecham? Nice. He's playing at the Beecham, so very excited. Oh, so an for even that. bigger venue. Bigger venue, yeah. See, this is exactly what we talked about. These artists that are getting popular are going to move from these small venues to these bigger ones. Yeah. I'm telling you, when Parquet Courts come back, comes back around, they'll be playing at the oh Beecham. Oh my God, I hope they come back. Oh, I hope so too. I'm wide awake. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so almost country twang, mm-hmm. very chill, very poetry esque kind of mood. Mm-hmm. So, John, what did you think of this album not being familiar with his music besides a couple of the singles? So, I'm not one of those kind of guys that normally would listen to this kind of music. It's really not my j- cup of tea. I appreciate you it. your cup of coffee. My we are a coffee of... podcast. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. I'm so sorry. So sorry. So sorry. Please forgive me, everybody. You Please. are you are forgiven, my child. <laughs> Scrape some coffee grounds on your forehead. <laughs> no, what is it? Uh, forty instead of forty hail marys. What would it be? <laughs> be two <laughs> shots of espresso and a hail mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I came into this with an open mind, which I always try and do with with music anyway, knowing full well that it might not really be my style. But I found myself really groove into it as I was listening to it really kind of thinking to myself as I'm listening to it, you know, normally I wouldn't enjoy something like this, but this is just hitting that kind of sweet spot for me. I do think that this would be really good over the summertime. And to your point about the previous album that he did with uh, Courtney Barnett, this is very much like Sunday brunch kind of music, very laid back. I think this is also an artist that would work pretty well for like even older people. Like I feel like our dads might even enjoy him too. As yeah, well. Kurt, Kurt has a very dad rock appeal. I very feel like. old school vibe to it. And you brought up Neil Young, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, I think is another key influence here. All those things I think are really present on an album that just, it goes down nice and smooth. Yep. It goes down nice and smooth like this cup of coffee that we're currently drinking here. Yum. And I enjoy it while I'm listening to it. <laughs> Yeah. So no, that's... I, 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 you gave me a look. No, no, no. I, I, I feel the same. It's, it's hard because when you trap yourself in the same style, in the same genre, there's not a lot of like experimentation. So every time I feel that Kurt Vile does put out an album, I know what I'm going to get immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get the twang. I'm going to get... Uh, uh. Very introspective lyrics, I felt, were on this album. Yeah, so if one is looking for a new sound, a new experimentation and style from it, you won't find it on here per se. There's a little more electric elements to this one. His Mm -hmm. previous album had a lot more acoustic songs. 
Mm-hmm. Also, very long songs on this too, which you yeah. would think would get like kind of drag out with the way we're describing him, but they keep a pretty good flow to them, and he does some interesting things with the lyrics that keeps it, you know, kind of like a, like a little story, just kind of guiding, guiding you through some different elements here. But yeah, to to your point, like I would, wh- while I don't have the background that you do, yeah, it definitely did feel like okay, you know, I've got one speed. And I'm yes. not changing it. That That is essentially Kurt Vile. Mm-hmm. While his music does have one speed, it's still very good. It's just if you're looking for something more experimental in that indie country genre, mm-hmm. you're not, I don't think you're going to find it on here. So it's not for everyone per se, but I could see why people would be bored with it or not enjoy it. I could see someone saying it's good background music. Yeah, it's good. It's It's good coffee shop music. Yeah. To have in the background. Yeah, I, I I could see that. But the kind of coffee music where it's like, you're not listening to it thinking like, oh boy, this is just, this is a bit too much. No, this is just, this is at just that right level. Yeah. Like everything seems like at that perfect volume yep. from the vocals to the instruments. It's Nothing... lo-fi, but it's mixed beautifully. Yes. Yes. Which is also why it's all of his albums sound really good on records. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got the record right there. I Duh. do. Yeah, we teased it forgot. on the uh, Instagram this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's right. I'm very shocked, though, because Kurt Vile loves uh, Jazz Masters, and he's not playing on a Jazz Master this time on the album. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. His guitar tone still sounds the same and stuff, but I love that Jazz Master. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur Jr. also plays on a Jazz Master. Oh. So you would know that I wouldn't. Yep. (laughs) So he collaborates with such people as Mary Lattimore, who we actually saw open up for Parquet Chords. Oh, that's right. Yep. And he also collaborates with Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth, of course. Uh, Let's see. And then I think there was Stella Mazgawa. I don't know who that is. Nope. Okay. I was hoping you would. I do not. We're going to have to do some homework after this. And he has a new producer on this one, actually the same producer that's worked with Cass McCombs, Sean Everett. You've heard Cass McCombs, right? No. It's actually not that far off from this kind of music. Oh, so. Stella Mazgawa is in Warpaint. Oh, okay. All right. I thought that name sounded familiar, but I wasn't quite sure offhand. offhand. Now, I, I think that all the positives that we're talking about on this album are very much... One of those kind of things where it could also be the album's biggest weaknesses, too, as well. Because there's never really any point where you feel like you're listening to anything that challenges you or anything that really kind of surprises you or keeps you on your toes. And because the songs all kind of have that same kind of even tone to it, the album really just kind of blends together. Yes, it does, especially at the clock time at almost 80 minutes. Yeah, it is a very long album. It's a yeah. double album. I don't know if it needed to be that long. All his albums are like that, though. Really? Yeah, I believe I'm going down is at least seventy minutes. Because I feel like some of these songs could have been shorter. It was like, okay, you you you've done what you needed to. I think you could wrap it up. And it's like, oh no, wait, you've got four more minutes. Uh, all right. Mm. <laughs> he just does it. It's very loosey goosey. Yes. It's a very loose kind of structure and flow. If any other band did it, they'd be considered a jam band. But this is a Neil Young jam band. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like I, 
that's that's a different type of jam band. That's just kind of like, hey, we got a good guitar riff going on here. Let, let's just stay let's on this explore, for a while. Let's band. Yeah, ding, we're just going to stay on it for a little while. Yeah, it, it doesn't rush. It's very yeah. loose. Yeah, very, very loose. And I like the stories that he paints with his lyrics. I, I think there's some really interesting lyrics throughout here. Again, I don't know if there's anything that's like, oh, wow, that was a really creative line. Or, oh, wow, that's really going to stick with me later. No, mm. Nothing of that sort. But it's it's enjoyable to listen to while I'm listening to it. I just don't know if I'm going to keep on coming back to it year in and year out. You're the bigger fan than I am. What about this album works, and how does it rank with his other stuff? Hmm. All right. I guess we can kind of just jump in our final thoughts here, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no 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 it's 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 not a bad album at all in his discography it's just no. like it's hard to compare all his albums together because they all have that same sound the same style he's not doing anything new with it and for him to do something new i think would be a big step into the way he approaches the music and how he mm. does it so i think there's also you know this comfort of okay i know my strong points and that's what i'm kind of do so from a fan standpoint, the fans will love this album. If this okay. is your first Kurt Vile album, you could really pick up any of them mm-hmm. and kind of have the same experience listening to this one first. So it doesn't really matter, I think, which one you listen to. Some of the older ones have a little more like rock elements to them, mm-hmm. maybe like more harder guitars and stuff. This is more chill per se. But I think for a first time listener, I don't think you'll be missing anything starting with this one kind of thing but mm-hmm. i don't know it's just one of those things it's like okay i because also kurt vile used to be in the war on drugs for a little bit oh i didn't know that yeah he started it with the, the main guy okay and then he kind of was doing his solo stuff at the same time and he kind I could of see left. how that could translate to what he's doing now yeah so i would love to see a more experimental album or so something different i'm i'm ready for something new the last three, four albums all kind of had the same style, the the song structure, the chillness, the laziness, the kind of introspective lyrics. Like, I want something a little different. I think he could do something really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even with Neil Young, you know, all his albums, I'm not a big... Do you listen to Neil Young at all? I, I actually know quite a bit of Neil Young, thanks to my dad. Oh, okay. So he, he's a big... Neil Young guy. Yeah, big, but you would guy. say at some point he did experiment with the sound and the style, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I th- I think it's time for Kurt to explore those options a little bit, and I think he could do something really special with it. Mm-hmm. So as far as a rating for this album, I would say if you're a fan like I am, it's definitely at least a download it, if not a gotta have or own it. Okay. Yeah. So I think that rating probably really depends it on dep- how big of a fan you are of his. Yeah. I, if you are a fan, you will love this album. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I think that's completely fair. And to be quite honest with you, I'm right there with you. It is absolutely a buy it slash download it. It's a really great album to have to kind of show to people who, let's say you're having a party get together yes it's good like background music exactly and you, and you need something you know you're making cocktails whatever you're getting things warmed up it's good to have in the background because it's just that easygoing nature there and i think it's also kind of very safe indie music too for people who maybe aren't really familiar with the genre at all or even just familiar with his previous stuff in general 
I I think I still have to go back to my previous statement though and say it's really enjoyable when you're listening to it. It's just not one of those albums I'm going to come back to time and time and time again. It's it it's just there. Yeah. I like and and I know it sounds kind of bad, but but that's the style though, I think. Yeah. That's like it's just kind of there. Let you listen to it, do what you want with it. It's almost 2 hours long. Just have fun. Just do what you want, you know. Yeah, I I could easily someone I could easily see someone just vibing out to this from the very beginning to the end, you know, just kind of getting lost in the grooves that he has going. Yeah, he is a very very good guitar player. Yes. Very good finger-picking guitar. So. Yes, completely agree. So completely I'm, agree. I'm excited to see him again and hear these songs live. And, you know, it might change my mind about the rating when I see these songs live. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I could see some of these really being a lot better. I, I just wish that there were a bit more surprises on it. Yeah, you like I said, for those of you who know Kurt Vile, you know what you're going to get when you go into this. There's no nothing new or mm-hmm. to further that sound. Yeah, I, I, I would completely agree. I think the little bit of experimentation that he does do shows that, okay, you have it within you. You just need to take it to the next level. Yeah. You really need to kind of expand it more. And I don't think this guy, for, from and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because you're the bigger fan than I am. I don't think this guy could write some like really abstract lyrics. I think he kind of really writes lyrics that are pretty straightforward, but are smart enough, like I said, to yeah. tell stories. Yeah, he's more of a storyteller than a use big words kind of guy, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I S- Simple song writing, but very complex at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. would completely agree with that. I would completely agree with that. It's like... If I were to look at the lyrics on online, just right in front of me, I'd be like, oh, you know, those are just really kind of simple. But it, yeah. it works with what the he's music doing. is doing and the way he's delivering them, which is very, how would you describe his voice? It's very, it's, <laughs> it's like poetry. It's like it Bob is. Dylan poetry. It is. Kind of delivery. Yeah. It's, he doesn't do anything to really stretch himself from a vocal standpoint. Yep. It's just very much like, hey, I'm going to tell you a song about uh, these uh, daughters and why I think they're attractive. Yep. <laughs> hey, like like one of my favorite artists, David Byrne, said, the better the singer, the harder it is to understand and believe them. Mm. So Interesting. One of my that's, favorite quotes. That's, that, that, that's a really excellent quote. Yeah. yeah. But he, yeah. That was absolutely. in an interview. He was being interviewed and he said, people criticized you about, you know, your singing. Like, what do you have to say to that? He's like, well, I believe, you know the the worse the better the singer is the harder it is to believe them it's mm-hmm. like oh that's really cool yeah yeah i definitely believe kurt vile when i listen to him yes like there's there is a sense of authenticity to he's him. he's a guy i'd like to go to the bar and grab a beer with yeah he seems like a cool dude yeah I, 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 absolutely although i feel like if you were to grab a, a beer with him you know, it might it might just go on a little bit too long like hey, you i'm might fine just for that stay one location i might Cause, so Kurt Vile is a big fan of The Best Show, as, uh-huh. as, as am I. And I regret not wearing my Masses t-shirt <laughs> to the Kurt Vile uh-huh. show when I went to the social because he was b- back in the merch booth signing posters. 
Hmm. So I have a signed poster from Kurt, but yeah, I should have worn the Masses shirt and been that that would have been my end, man. Well, now doing, doing, you have a second chance. I have chance. a second chance, yeah. Hope so maybe like, you know, his brother, Jello Man will be there. Who? Oh, so Kurt has a brother. His name is Jello okay. Man. And did, wait, did he legally change his name to Jello Man? No, no, no. Okay. I forgot his first name, but he goes by Jello Man. Oh, please, <laughs> Mr. Jello Man is my father. <laughs> Call me green. <laughs> green jello, man. No, but he goes to different like bands and brings them like jello shots and he sells jello shots at like festivals and concerts. If you look on if you I think it's like Jello Man Philly, mm-hmm. I believe is his Instagram handle. He just did like he does like jello murals for bands. So he'll what? make like a giant mural of the band's name in jello shots. Now that's something I really want to put on my resume. Yeah, here's oh. one he did for King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> Yeah. All he did was spell out the band name. In Jello shots. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, I was really expecting, like, something really, like, Here's amazing. one for uh, Always. What? <laughs> and he uses the same colors, too. I mean, I guess there's maybe not that many Jello <laughs> yeah. colors. But... You're kind of limited in your uh, Jello colors. But all he's doing is spelling out their names. He's Jello Man, man. Uh, well, see. Some people don't know how good they've got it. Or no Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Okay, all right. That one has a little bit more creativity to yeah. it. But seriously, though, why, why, can't, why can't I have that job? You can if you want. Just buy a sketchy van and go serve Jello shots to bands. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that would go over well with my wife. No, probably not. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Mm. Hey, you know what else is good stuff? St. Vincent. Ooh, Andy you Clark. Like, you like St. Vincent, right? Sure do. Yeah. She's really kind of like the closest thing we have to David Bowie now. She's almost like a female David Bowie, wouldn't you think so? Oh, I've never heard that thought before. Hmm. Uh, I, I, could, I could see that a little bit. Yeah, can't you? I, I feel like I'm not just making this different, up, right? She's very artistic. She yes. has different phases in her yes. music and style, and well... She actually has a new phase now with her newest uh, reissue album, if you will. Yes, because technically it's not new material. It's just new in its delivery. Right. The first album she put out uh, last year in 2017 was Mass Seduction. And this one is Mass Seduction. Mass Education. (sighs) You know, know, it's funny. You know, it's funny because (laughs) the first time we talked about it, I had to re-record ourselves because I said Mass Education. And John's like, no, it's mass seduction. I was like, oh, and now, full circle. Yeah. Here we are. It's it's come around. She she listened to our episode Aww. and she knew. I got to change it up for those guys. I got to confuse them even more. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> and this is basically a rework of the previous album, done in a more kind of piano ballad type style. Mm-hmm. So everything on this album is very much a more intimate take than what we had Mm. originally and i've got some things to say oh something to say uh i've got a you know i'm a little conflicted adam i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna say it right out in front right now i feel you okay I, i i don't know man it's one of those like yeah yeah exactly right it's i can't describe it's like it's give me a rock album. Okay. Like that you really like. That's like a physical graffiti. 
Okay, imagine if Led Zeppelin was just like, let's just make physical graffiti, but just piano ballads. Yeah. Is it warranted? Not really. No. It, would it be good? That'd be cool to hear. Yeah. But do we really need it? No. Eh, I don't know. It. It's interesting because when she went on tour with this album particularly, it was only her on like a tiny little podium playing her guitar, but it had all like the you know, back effects and all the bleeps and bloops. And I think that's what really makes her sound is all the bleeps and bloops. Yes. Now, excuse me. I feel like the reason why she put this out was because probably she felt like that there was something lost in translation from the original source Mm. of this music. So I think her doing this is like, okay, well, I want to kind of really get the message across more with this album because i feel like it wasn't really quite delivered well that makes sense too and usually when one listens to saint vincent it's more the sounds than it could be the lyrics per se and this album feels new and old at the same time so it feels old in the sense that well you know the lyrics you know the songs you know all the choruses all that good stuff but it feels new in the sense that this hit me in a different way than the original album did. Yeah, like, um, what's the one song about Johnny? Happy Birthday, Johnny? Yeah. Whew. Yeah, like, I didn't really feel it that much on the first album. I was just like, I couldn't stop thinking of The Room, honestly. When, <laughs> it's Johnny's birthday. It's like, happy birthday, Johnny. And he's like, oh, wow, you invited all my friends. Good thinking. Like, It always comes back <laughs> to The Room with you, buddy. Sure does. But this, I felt it. You know, that that's how it should have been. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that sentiment. I felt like that song had a different tone to it, as well as smoking section. Smoking section yeah. like, hit me like a punch in the gut. Yeah. You know what would have been really interesting? Instead of a recorded version, if she did this live. Mm. I would. I think I would much rather see these played live than the studio recordings. Because, you know, to your point, when we listened to it first, we didn't really feel that oomph of the lyrics. But, like, imagine the piano ballads live, like in your face she's with like a tiny little audience like i think you'd it really hit home that effect more people are singing along with her at yeah points people got their lighters or it, well now it's phones their phones right. up in the air i don't know it just feels kind of gimmicky and it doesn't seem like something she would have yeah especially I, with the topics and discussions of just mass seduction in general and like consumerism and you know corporate kind of thing like it just doesn't fit that her vibe to do something like this it doesn't and i feel like even the cover is kind of pretty typical for something like this yeah it's a stripped down album so she's naked on the front of it yeah like i just feel like that's kind of obvious and too on the nose for someone like her yeah especially with her you know the album in general because she's fully clothed on yeah. the first album and it's kind of like a statement too yeah, so this doesn't have as much of that statement anymore. Mm-hmm. And some of the songs do translate well to being played on the piano. Yeah, some are like Pills, for instance. Yeah, that, that, that one really didn't. Halfway through when the song changes up, it gets better. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. In the beginning, I'm just kind of like, all right, this, is, this, this doesn't mesh well with what you're going for here. And... Like, so, you know, we mentioned a couple of songs that kind of hit a little bit heavier. I feel like the themes of her album came through a lot better this time around. I will say that if there's one advantage to listening to this album Mm -hmm. over the other. 
because I definitely feel like, okay, I'm getting a bigger sense of the overall heartbreak because she suffers heartbreak even when she's happy and in a relationship. Like she struggles with actually being happy when she's with someone and staying in that state. It's like she has this constant conflict with herself where she knows she should be happy, but she can't get herself to that. Yeah. And she also realizes that like, I don't really fit into the norms of what people should be like in a relationship. It's very much more personal than I initially realized. If there's, I mean, that's probably my biggest takeaway with this album. Yes, it's very personal. It's very stripped down. It's very, let's really hone down what this was all about. Mm-hmm. I just don't know, to your earlier point, if this was necessary. Yeah. I, I really and don't know. not discounting her talent or creativity or no. the stripped down version. It's just like I felt mad listening to it. I really did. It really almost kind of felt like, well, I'm glad we didn't get any kind of piano ballads on that other album because it just wouldn't have been as much fun. Yeah, and usually, too, I wonder if some of these were previously recorded before her album came out because, you know, usually some artists will start on the piano just to get a basic structure and then kind of, you know, build play upon and, that. Right, exactly. Which so, makes sense because she has some very orchestral elements to her music. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was, yeah, it was I just know. one of those it's conflicting, right? It was cool to see her try something new and different, but I just, yes. you know, to my point earlier, I just wish it was like live or something because, you know, the studio recording kind of just kills that. I think that vibe she's going for. And I think that if there was a live version of this album, I think it would have really like sold me on it. I I think that's a good point. I didn't, I didn't think of that prior to you and I discussing this. I also think, unfortunately the flaws of the later songs on the album, which I remember when we initially reviewed this album, I pointed out that I felt like the last four tracks or so, so on the album are the weakest part. Like the album starts out stronger. Well, it's interesting it too, weak. because it's almost a reverse order of the album. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a couple of songs that are switched up a little bit, but it's pretty much a reverse of the album. You know what? I, I didn't I didn't really think about that. Good good, good point. Cause, yeah. Uh, so those really heavy-hitting songs. later. Yeah. yeah, so those like heavy-hitting songs are the first ones there. Mm, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's almost... <laughs> even though there there is a change-up in what songs appear where... The same thing is still true with this album, where it starts out stronger, but gets weaker as it ends. <laughs> yeah, because he changed the mood and the vibe for it, you know? Yeah, and it's almost as if she knew, like, well, Pills really doesn't work on piano, so let me kind of just bury it <laughs> down towards the bottom. Yeah, I, I'll i kind of go into my final thoughts here. I, The reason why I was ultimately conflicted is not just because it's an artist that I really like, but because there is something that is given to me as a giant fan of hers with this album. But I don't know if it's anything that's like, well, you know, I I was really given something, not necessarily new, but given something that was a genuine surprise. I already knew she was a great lyricist. I already knew, you know, that her previous album had had some fun elements to it. But that's also not her strongest album either. And I almost had wished that maybe she had brought in some songs that maybe were B-sides or maybe ones that she spent a little more time working on but didn't necessarily fit the overall tone of the original album. Yeah. And that's why ultimately I'm going to give it a stream it. 
it's one that's worth checking out if you're a fan of hers. I don't know if it's something worth putting money down. Because I think ultimately this album just proves that you need all that weirdness. You need all that instrumentation with her music. And this just kind of just feels so somber at points. Yeah. And so down too as well. Yeah, you definitely really feel the effects of this one. And it definitely takes away of the overall like tone and theme. Because, you know, when St. Vincent came out with Mass Seduction first, she had this whole campaign behind it. She had a bunch of different marketing stuff for it, mm-hmm. basically preserving this image of herself. And then she just takes it all away because I feel like she thought, you know, to your point, that the theme was lost in her first album. People mm-hmm. didn't really take it to the way that she wanted or, you know, just trying something new. Maybe these songs make more sense probably on a piano ballad spectrum than her old work, per mm-hmm. se. It's very emotional. It's very heavy. But at the same time, like, I just, it just seems gimmicky to me. It's good. It's not, like, the best thing I've ever heard from her. No, it's not and it's cool. Yeah, and it's cool to see her at a different angle. But I think the whole point of the album was to convey a different message than what actually came from this section. And like I said earlier, too, like if it was like live or something or she did in front of people, I think it'd be a better effect kind of thing. Mm. Because, you know, New York is a beautiful song, too. Oh, yeah. And transitioning from what she did on her album to Piano Ballad, it's probably even better than the original. So there are some highlights on this album. But to your point, I think I'm going to give it a stream it as well, just because like it was there. I didn't feel like I could feel the emotion and there's a lot of passion behind it, but it just doesn't do anything for me at the end of the day, just because of the first album she already put out. I almost felt like, wow, I want to give you like a hug or something. (laughs) Yeah. I, I know that sounds weird to say, but like it felt like, man, you're, you're in a really tough spot even when you should be happy. Yeah. Like that's heartbreaking really really heartbreaking well i hope she's okay and if yeah. not gets help and i i hope so too mental health is important let's focus on that so you know what if i were a doctor you know what i would prescribe her doing another album with david byrne I, I i feel like her doing something with david byrne would pick her right up i know I, it worked for us I, hey man I, I like the collaborations she does just because she offers her sound and style. She's just an incredible guitar player. She really is. Incredible guitar player. And I really actually, want to see her live. Oh, my God. That's a dream of mine, too. But actually, um, talking about women playing guitar, I would like to start talking about some news flash. Ah! Oh, that was good. Oh, yeah. So good. Smooth like this coffee. Mmm. Mm. Gotta love that coffee. Uh, yes. Anyways, so new study has found that half of all new guitar players are women. Really? Yeah. Hey, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. So um, article looks like from the Independent UK survey by guitar max- manufacturer Fender shows that in the US and UK, a phenomenon previously dubbed as the Taylor Swift factor, my girlfriend Carrie will love that, due to the then country singer's performance of acoustic and electric guitars has continued even as she moved across more of a pop and electric driven sound fenders uk team says it was surprised that half of its sales were to girls and women in an earlier 2016 study nice so that's awesome yes yes please and as john and i have covered and said multiple times women are killing it this year yep and we'll we will probably not say it stops we will probably not we will probably not not say it 
anytime soon. It's just going to be one of those things that we're going to keep on saying from here probably to eternity. They are on the rise, and they show no signs of slowing down. Yeah. Absolutely some of the best music this year has been put out by women. So that's really good to hear. Yeah. We could have a future St. Vincent on the horizon. Yes. Good, good stuff. What else you got, buddy? What else do I got? No name. Yes. Who, another female artist who we are seeing next year at Can't the beach. I'm very, very excited. She has recently changed her artwork for her newest album, Room 25, because apparently the artist who created it was involved in some assault allegations. Okay, so there are allegations at this point? Yeah, but okay. she just said, basically, I'm not going to support abusers. I will stand up for victims and believe their stories. So, Okay. She's, so what happens if he's proven innocent? Um, or the case is dropped or something like that? Well, let's see here. Uh, his name is Bryant Gills, who originally made the artwork. He was arrested on October 8th for a misdemeanor domestic battery causing bodily harm. So he was already arrested. Okay. Yep. The woman so, was. So there's a good chance that he's guilty. Yep. Okay. All right. See, th th that's a bit different. Oh, yep. Um, a woman called herself the best friend of G Giles' ex-girlfriend and alleged victim accused Giles Gills, Gills of sexually assaulting and punching the alleged victim. She mm. also posted photos oh, as well. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is. All right. So, so this is pretty safe to say. Yep. Okay. This guy's bye-bye. All right. See, that's, I'm, I'm just trying to get a good understanding of it. If it's one of those things where, like, there's no evidence, like, and it's still being decided in court, I would have been like, well, we need, maybe just need to wait it out, you know? But I think all signs are pointing to it. Yep. Even to the point of being arrested in the photos. And, you know, yeah, honestly, can't blame her. I didn't really see any correlation, like, in the artwork with the album. So I'm, I'm, I'm interesting to see where it's going to go next. And yeah, what me it will too. Be. Me too. I, I think I think she should go the route of actually getting a woman to draw it as kind of a symbolic gesture yes. too as well. Yes. So yeah, I mean that, that that that's very disappointing, but it's it's probably the smartest move that she could have done with nope. something like that. I feel like she handled it perfectly. Highly agree. So yeah. All right. What do you what you got anything? Uh I don't have anything too big. But oh, okay. I feel like there is something that you and I both wanted to talk about. All right. Well, let's talk about this sad post before we go on okay. <laughs> the last funny post. So as you know, we are a music and coffee podcast. So ugh, this kills me. NPR posted an article on the 16th of October saying a coffee rust is threatening Latin American crops. And 150 years ago, apparently it wiped out an empire. So coffee in the Latin American communities is suffering from this rust of basically the beat of the leaves just like turning brown and getting gross. Mm -hmm. So that makes me very sad. And mm -hmm. hopefully things will get better and we'll find out soon. But uh, that, yeah. that, that is sad to hear. That is sad to hear. But coffee is life, man. Coffee is life. Hopefully, sure is. Let's get this. You know that article posted about climate change, mm -hmm. and I was like, "It's gonna kill the beer industry." And it's, and then I saw another article saying it's gonna kill the coffee industry, and that one made me more sad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. The coffee definitely makes me more sad. Beer doesn't wake me up. Beer makes me sleepy. I need coffee to yeah. wake me up, especially being a relatively new dad. I, th I think everything will be okay. I mean, these kind of things come out, and sometimes they could be a bit like doomsayer-ish mm -hmm. but it's 
it's also believable as well. There are so many things that unfortunately we do that really do impact our overall climate that isn't good. Not only just for things like this, but for you know, animals, forests, what have you. So hopefully things can get turned around. Um, you know, I, I think it's possible. You know, climate change is also a normal part of any planet. We've seen it on other planets that are in our solar system, like Saturn and all that. But yeah, what we do doesn't really help. So hopefully that can be turned around. Yes, sir. So the last one that I have was, so we'll end on a high note here. Oh, yes. The lead singer of Disturbed is removing his chin piercing. He's no longer down with the sickness. He's no longer down with the sickness. And he said he's removing it because he's tired of looking like a, quote, 45-year-old hot topic kid, end quote. So (laughs) here's my question, Adam. How long until... He ends up bringing it back and uses it as a, like a selling point. Like, see Disturbed on their, you know, anniversary yeah. tour of Down with the Sickness. Hello, darkness, Plus. my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Didn't they cover Shout, too? Shout! Shout! Turn it all out! Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, My they favorite did. is uh, Land of Confusion. Oh. Where it's just like triplet, like heavy metal guitars. Like, I must have turned a thousand dreams. And he just goes, oh, oh, oh. These are the men. These are the people making too many problems. Do you, ah, ah, oh, ah. Do you think he made that noise when he pulled it out too? Like, oh. Oh, ow, 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 ow. I remember there's a video online when he plays a show. He gets carried out on like like a dolly and he has a straight jacket on him like Hannibal Lecter. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. They just kind of unravel him and they pull him out and he's like, Y'all ran a rock! Yeah, I would love to hear the noises he made when they pulled the things out. Oh, oh. <laughs> good stuff, man. Oh. Good stuff. Oh, but you know it's not good stuff. That we're running out of coffee? Yeah. So oh. that means it's time for Final, Final <laughs> Oh, buddy. I know last week I swore off talking about electronic music. Well... Guess what? At John's Electric <laughs> Corner Hour. Here we go. What do you got? <laughs> it only lasted one single week. But are you surprised? Because I'm not. I think everybody should check out the album Year of the Dragon by Hatchback. It's an electronic album with a very laid-back vibe to it. Almost has some very tropical vibes as well. I'm really enjoying this album. It's even got some long tracks on there, too, like 15... 16 minutes long. Wow. So good. That is a length there. Yeah, it is. I would like to recommend Caro Caro Bonito. It's a Japan, not even Japanese, just like kind of like super quiet, punk, fun. It's a good little album. It's called Time and Place. Okay. So be like fun, kind of happy, like. I like fun. Yeah, almost like Sailor Moon-esque. Not the band fun. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah, they're kind of just like some fun little, you know, little happy pop pop music. It's good. Sailor Moon-esque. Okay. Yeah. I... Sailor Moon punk. That's <laughs> the best way to describe it. 
I also like the album uh, from Khalil Blue called Baby Blue. This is a very interesting hip-hop rap album here by an artist that does some pretty interesting things, not only with his beats, but also his rapping, too, as well. It's a very short EP, only 17 minutes long with nine songs on there. But this guy is showing some really, really, really strong talent. And I think he could really blow up down the line. Cool. I want to recommend this album by Boy Pablo. It's called Soy Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's a little rock album. It's got okay. a lot of like fun guitar riffs and just kind of fast-paced stuff. But the lead single off it's called Feeling Lonely. It's very good. Oh, don't right. feel lonely, Adam. Thank you. It's very catchy, so I think you would like it. Okay. Hey, um, I'm all about the catchy stuff. All about the catchy stuff. I'm always about little uh, hip-hop beats, too. Latest album from Tohaj, T-O-H-A-J. Album is called Moon River. Really great, strong, you know, about 30-minute album of just... <laughs> yeah yeah it's true i didn't think about that yeah of just very like you know chill hip-hop tracks so if you dig things like mad lib and whatnot check this guy out he uses some really good samples on there too everything from super mario to like old jazz standards good stuff cool that's, that's all i got there buddy good deal you got anything else oh uh, well i was just thinking what we're gonna do for next week uh, I think I know what we need to talk it's, about uh, next week. It's Halloween. It'll be our Halloween episode, technically. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think we should talk about uh, Led Zeppelin. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> Led, wait, Led Zeppelin put out a new album? Yeah, they did. Didn't you hear it? No, wait, what's it called? They, they even got a song called uh, When the Curtain Falls. Oh, right. I see now. Oh, it's called Anthem of the Peaceful Army. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow, wait. That's, that's the latest album from wait, them. Wait, what's a, what's a Greta Van Fleet Oh, I, I'm 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 not sure. In, in in fact, just 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 ignore that. Just ignore it. It's 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 really Led Zeppelin, Adam. I promise. You sure? Yeah, I have promise. All right, sounds good. Let me hold on. Let me pull up a little sample here. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I told you, buddy. I we we, we got to oh, talk about. Oh, Robert Plant. Yeah, it is. Damn, he's got those chops. He wow, does. he does. Surprising, I he, right? I thought he just says like country music now, but like, yeah, wow, no, no, he, he, he's, he's brought it back. Wow, this will be fun to talk about next week. I know, right? I'm very, very excited. Like, this is a big deal. I can't believe more people aren't talking about that. Led Zeppelin is back. Right. We'll figure out. We'll try to uncover what this Greta Van Fleet thing is, but you know, yeah, for I now, don't know. Just... that's a, that's weird. I don't know why they would change their <laughs> band name from Led Zeppelin to Greta Van Fleet. I couldn't tell you. Very, very odd. You know, you I'm know? looking at pictures of these of whatever a Greta Van Fleet is and they all look really young. Did Led Zeppelin just go back in a time machine or something? Well, plastic surgery does wonders these days. Oh, uh, yeah, John Paul Jones is just they res- they resurrected John Bonham, I guess. <laughs> no, I think that <laughs> <laughs> Leave John Bonham, live <laughs> Well it is Halloween, so maybe he came back to life like Frankenstein style. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Here we go like oh <laughs> that was a drum solo. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, but that's very, very true. I, I think that'll be another great discussion. I think we had some great discussions this week. Hey, we sure did. Yeah, we really, really did. I think it's time to wrap this thing up, fill ourselves up with more coffee. Yes, sir. And say goodbye to all the beautiful people here on grounds for discussion. discussion. And we are going to say bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4D podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.